Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And today, Lisa, we're going to be talking about how to keep kids connected with one another during these times of remote instruction. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Becky. I got this question from someone who said, you know, not only do you have to keep kids connected, but what about those kids who don't really have great friendships, maybe are missing some of that social-emotional learning in the regular environment? What does that look like on the online environment? Do they get left out? Are they the kid who doesn't get Twittered or text? Um, maybe they don't have a device. Maybe their families aren't comfortable with that. Got some thoughts. I, I, that was a, I thought it was a great question I was given. Well, I think... First and foremost, I think people, I think kids in particular are going to feel comforted with familiar names. Mm -hmm. And I think that whenever we go through a crisis, it makes us feel more like a community. And I think even in that classroom community. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to be hyper-focused on trying to forge new relationships, but I would expect that kids will reach out to each other, much in the way adults have, I think, in a crisis like this one. So I would say first, I would use comfortable tools. So for kids, there is the Facebook Messenger Kids app. Mm -hmm. And so I would look for something like this that parents are already comfortable with. They mm -hmm. know how to use something like Facebook and mm -hmm. Facebook products, most likely. So if, if I use an app like a Facebook Messenger, yeah. Uh, for kids in my class to stay connected, I think it makes it a little. It, it lowers the learning curve, and we're not. It's that one more thing that most of us are having to learn. You don't. You don't need a, a Facebook account to use it, and there's no ads. It's a pretty safe app. Yeah, and I think one of the things that <laughs> I always struggle with is, you know, what if my my kid's the kid who's not invited to the birthday party? You know, I had a great son, but he had Tourette's, and sometimes he'd be the kid that got left out. So, you know, he's the kid who didn't get uh, the Twitter. And so I think also setting up some purposeful, both parents and teachers, of this group is gonna do. So again, not overthinking it, but do make sure those kids are included that might not be the first choice of peer in a natural setting and yet also thinking about what is that kid capable of um, again I'll go back to my own personal story my son's Twitter he'd tell you it would have 400 spelling errors so again will kids make fun of him if he Twitters can he use the voice to text does he even have the capability to do that and if not how do we as teachers bridge that I think maybe we do something simple as maybe just letting kids have lunch together and say you know what from 11 to 11 30 y'all keep the zoom on and y'all just go grab your lunch and just have conversations have some outdoor recess together, having some fun together, I think we got to make sure that it's natural and organic and we don't try to force it, which is what I think you said so well. Yeah, I think that I think there's going to be a lot of screen time, obviously, yes. for kids that's formal. And I think that's a good idea. Look at those parts of the school day that normally are informal and build that in. Another layer that I, I was looking at and considering, um, again, in keeping with what kids are already familiar with to a degree, as a teacher, I would look for some multiplayer game apps mm -hmm. so that kids in my class could compete, if you will, against sure. each other. Yeah. Um, much in the same way, you know, several years ago, we were all all doing the um, Trivia Crack yeah. uh, apps, yeah. things like this. But I know... Um, Trivial Pursuit for our age. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit for our age. Parents, exactly. you'll know what that is. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's all kinds of multiplayer yeah. 
yeah. content apps. But I think that would keep it in a little short bursts mm -hmm. of instruction or, or at least practice for kids, but also in a way that they felt like they were playing against other other kids. Yeah, and you know, you could do a Quizlet Live, a Kahoot, a Quizzes, and do it against another classroom even. So again, right. don't just assume it has to be just the kids in your class. It could be the kids in your neighborhood. You know, I think the new trend I've been seeing is um, someone has a bullhorn and everybody goes outside their house and does their exercises together. You know, again, I think that's what we've been talking about is, you know, maybe something very simple to make it so the kids are connected. And again, maybe you start with a little bit of um, uh, go noodle where kids get a little chance to work out together and laugh together so that there's this kind of deep breathing or fun. I love Maximo on go noodle because he's just fun. So again, keeping it easy, keeping it simple, but use tools your kids already know instead of trying to teach them new tools to get them socially connected, don't you think? That, that's what I think is going to be most important. There's already going to be so much overload. Let's try to put familiar tools in their hands, just maybe using them a little differently.